Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Well, hi, everybody. It is Anne Duffy, and welcome to the Just Do It podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. And I've got a special guest. She is a new friend, but like we're best friends because we seem to be hanging out all the time and it's so much fun. Um, I, I love her energy, her, her uh, youthfulness and her eagerness to uh, just bring her wisdom to our industry. Um, she is the outgoing CEO um, and founder of Dismore Consulting and serves the dental community as a new patient acquisition specialist. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, she's no stranger to working in fast-paced environments, in fast-paced environments that desire business growth. While Deneen started her career in dentistry as the marketing director of two practices in Manhattan, she found her entrepreneurial calling after two career milestones. She was thrilled after nearly doubling the number of new patients in one practice. Then she led the marketing initiatives of another practice featured on Inc. 5000 list of American fastest growing companies. Deneen is always eager to connect with other dental professionals and organizations. She is just an amazing young woman. And we're so happy that she moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, right down the street from me. And she's my new neighbor. And again, my new bestie. Please help me welcome Deneen Dismore. Welcome, Deneen. Hi, Anne. I mean, I'm just so excited to do this with you. I have been following the podcast um, ever since I discovered it. It hasn't even been a full year since I've been a do my my anniversary. What would you even call that? My do anniversary is coming up this fall. So to be here on the podcast with you after doing so much with you, even that event that we went to the other day with Dent Splice or an Academy. It's just been awesome to have to be a do. It's been awesome to be a do and to have a, such an experience that you create um, partially in Charlotte right here in our stomping grounds. So I know, isn't it funny? And we're all over the United States, but for some reason, you know, you decided to go from Manhattan to the West Coast. Was it San Francisco? I was in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, okay. I, I went from New York to Portland, Oregon. And then I was in the southern part of North Carolina where my mother is. She retired from New York to Wilmington. And then Wilmington was a little too slow for me. So I decided to move up to Charlotte and it's been amazing. This is my first summer here though. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little hot this week. Lie. It's going to be a little hot this week, but yeah, Charlotte is just you know, for all of you out there that are listening, um, we ended up here about almost 30 years ago and um, we put roots down as soon as we got here. We're like, we're never leaving this place. It's so, so neat. We're close to the beach. We're close to the mountains. The, everything's pretty. I mean, you know, it just fits. It fits in really well with the dues, doesn't it? It does. And it fits in really well with me and my family. I've lived in so many different places. I've had, you know, an experience in Massachusetts when I was in school in Boston. And then I lived in Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia area for a little while. I've lived in Vancouver, Washington. So I'm like just one of those like nomad travelers. But now that I have my son, my little toddler, you've got to, you know, 
you know, have some roots somewhere. So Charlotte is ticking all my boxes. I'm so happy to be in Charlotte. And so you're close to Wilmington. So that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it was three hours exactly. or whatever, Yes. But, but I want to talk about your experience because I love the idea that you, in fact, we were just talking before the podcast all about how, when you got here, you were still trying to figure out exactly what your target avatar was going to be. What real lane did you want to be in? What specifically did you want to do in your business? So tell us a little bit about how you decided to focus on, which I love this new patient acquisition as an entrepreneur in your own business and starting out. Well, as the marketing director of a dental practice, you have to be, if not highly skilled, incredibly knowledgeable about so many different areas, right? So there's many avenues where you can succeed, whether that be the analytical side of things, you know, exploring the data and seeing how you can serve your patients, your staff, and, and with those hard numbers, those statistics. Then there's social media. You can do content marketing, branding. You know, what kind of vibe are we going for aesthetically as an office? All the way down to okay, well, what are we giving to our new patients when they walk into the door with a welcome bag? So, I love so many different areas of marketing. But as I always say, if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So while I do have all these skill sets, I'm like, okay, well. Number one, what am I good at? <laughs> but also, what makes me happy? And for me, growing our practice and really getting them to not only thrive as a business, but thrive in the right direction, doing the things um, that especially a new associate, they want to go into a certain vein. I loved growing a practice in that direction where I feel like we were attracting the right patients. They stayed with us because they loved us. And so new patient acquisition is just something that naturally fell into my lap. And I've been running with it, especially in this endeavor, this venture, um, and haven't looked back. It's been really rewarding. Oh my God. I love it. I'll tell you why I like it on so many different levels, because what you just said about bringing an associate in and so, and, and also having, having been, and you have to be grounded in your culture right? So you bring a new associate and that kind of changes it up a little bit. And um, the practice I just retired from just brought in a new associate. And I hope he's listening. I'm going to send this podcast to him because he is looking for his own, his own style so that the patients, um, you know, love the, the senior doc, but he's coming in and how does he make his own brand that is authentic? And actually fits in with the, the brand and the culture of the office so that you can build his clientele. Because ultimately, if you're a senior doc, that's what you want. You want that new associate to come in and hit the ground running, building up his own uh, patient base and his own brand. And so often they don't even know that no one's even asked them anything about like, uh, what do you want your brand to be? Do you see right. that? In, I would in your agree. Clients? I do. So whether it's a new associate coming in, or if you're a practice that's looking to acquire another office, another establishment, right? Blending cultures is so important. Everybody does have to be on the same page. But yes, I, I do believe that dentists can be kind of underserved in this area when it comes to business. Um, dentists aren't given a lot of coursework. Um, I was at one event and I believe the average courses that dentists get on business which is so many things, 
including branding, right? I think it's one course and I yeah. don't even know how many credits that course is. So when you're approaching somebody who of course wants to make their mark, they want to grow, they want to really um, refine their skills and treat and help as many people as possible. How do you do that? Right? <laughs> how do you do that? So I've done a lot of handholding when it comes to um, new associates really looking to expand um, and really establish their, their roots in this practice that they've committed to, right? A lot of dentists become in very committed because, you know, they're just excited to work. And when you find a home as a dentist, you find a group that can take you in and you're excited to work with them. Um, it, it, it can be even more rewarding when you're actually doing the work that you love. And so being able to really fine tune and really hunker down on who your target audience is, all while complementing the, the culture that's already existing is crucial. It's critical. Yeah, and I it help really, people it, do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you help people do that. I mean, that, that is critical. And also, I, I think with your experience, I mean, my gosh, you, you know, uh, in your bio, it was like, oh, you know, you grew a practice, you doubled a uh, practices, patient, new patient uh, uh, load, I guess, if you will. And they don't know how to even start on that. That seems so big, but I would say that you need someone like you to hold their hand and like give them baby steps, give them uh, action steps so that they can do to like even get involved in the community and, and make it and be a strategic move. I mean, we want him to be authentic. I mean, most, you know, the, the, the one particular gentleman I'm thinking about, he's just a great guy and he loves dentistry. He has great hand skills. And, but where does he start? Right. That's a big question. A lot of the times, so take, take the first practice that I worked at, for instance, it was in Soho in Manhattan and Manhattan is a very saturated market. Um, Soho, that particular neighborhood is not known for healthcare. Um, New York is, you know, you can have anything anywhere, right? No bets are off. You can have a deli right next to a dentist. That's fine. Um, but Soho is known for their retail. Soho oh. is known for the history and the culture. And even in that particular neighborhood, the way that you do your signage as a way to um, make sure that you are not violating any building standards, you have to be very particular about how you can do that. You can't just throw up a sign in that particular area. So some people might not even know that you as a business exists if you don't have a strategic way of marketing and branding yourself in a way that is appropriate for the neighborhood. So when I had this dental practice, they didn't have anybody that was designated or dedicated to marketing at all. Um, so that was not so much a mistake, number one, it was an area that they knew they wanted to grow in, but they couldn't pull a hygienist, they couldn't pull a dental assistant, they couldn't pull an associate to focus on this, either because they didn't have the skill set or because they didn't have the desire to do that. So really having somebody to walk and guide these clinical professionals into making their mark and branding themselves is something that I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, and, and then there's, yes, there's strategies that you do have to adopt. Number one, we already talked about it, is 
you have to really define your audience, who you're talking to, because again, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So you can't just speak to everybody from age 12 to age 65. There are family practices, but who are you as an associate known for? Who are you speaking to and how can you attract that person to you? And then also with visibility, that's another thing. There's a lot of um, associates, sometimes they're not featured on their website just yet. They don't have somebody to write their bio, which can honestly just be something that's curated from a resume. Um, they, they're not, they don't have a Google listing that's claimed for them as an individual and ties with the practice. Sometimes um, they, they, an associate's hired, but if you're participating with an insurance provider, just making a clear distinction of who your providers are in your office that accept this particular insurance. There's just low visibility, your social media. I mean, I can go on and on for days. This is what I'm passionate about, Anson. <laughs> Man, I can really here. see it coming out. And I'm, at, I'm, I'm just, I'm like tracking with you too. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And yeah. um, even that's interesting. Card or yeah, even business cards, assuming that business cards are your thing, QR codes, um, being visible digitally um, on just having a way to not only be visible, but a simple, easy way to get people to connect with you is something that is missed on a lot of people. If I can't see you, if I can't find you, then I can't go to you unless somebody happens to say something when I'm inside the office. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense. And it, the, the real um, priceless piece here to me is start sooner than later. Um, I will tell you that I looked at this website recently because I forget why I was on it. This was this week. He was not on there. He was not on the website. Yeah. I was on the oh, website. Yes. <laughs> I was on the website and I retired in 2020. Okay. So, uh, and we're in 2022. Um, you know, and then again, like I, how many times have we branded or I'm just seeing decorating, we buy a sofa, for instance, I mean, I'm digressing, but we're women on here. You buy a sofa, you have it delivered and it's way too big for the room you delivered it for. But if I would have used a decorator, that knows how to measure or knows, knows the size of my room and all that, then I would have saved myself a lot of money and a lot of angst for like having to live with this thing for like at least 10 years, because I don't redecorate very often and I'm not going to send it back. My point about that, Deneen, is that you're an expert. You have proven it by your experience and what you have done. You are certainly passionate about it, right? So you know your stuff and you know, you, you read everything you can about it and you, and you talk to everybody that you know in the industry to help you with that. And you are going to set them on, they will save so much money working with you to get the right signage, the right branding, the right cards, the right look on the website, the Google thing, all of those things. Like, like again, sooner than later, right out of the shoot. It makes so much sense. Right, right. A lot of the times you don't know what you don't know, yeah. right? <laughs> and so there's a lot of professionals who look at marketing as another expense. Yeah as opposed to an investment. You can have a good return on your investment if you're very strategic and mindful about the ways that you invest your time, money, and resources. And so a lot of the times um, there's service providers out there or th there's people who are DIY dentists. Right. <laughs> it's not a term that I, that I like to use, but they're trying to do it themselves because 
perhaps they are familiar with social media. Perhaps, yes, they know how to put up a simple website. Well, they might get lucky. Right, right, right. But when it comes time to especially to elevate and to be to you now you've established yourself as a proven provider with solid clinical skills. But nobody knows who you are because you did your website by yourself. So you're 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 not coming up on the Google listings very often. Or or perhaps, you know, what used to work for you when you were a smaller entity and you didn't have as many patients or as many staff members, that's not a sustainable system anymore now that you've grown as an author, you can kind of outgrow yourself. And so really being mindful of investing in professionals that can really elevate your practice is advice in any professional it doesn't matter if it's marketing or not i am passionate about marketing i'm rooted as a marketing strategist in what i do but yeah there's professionals out there that can really help you save a lot of time a lot of money and time especially something that we can't get back you know nobody's going to remember you for spending 10 hours on your website to get uh, you know one page done Exactly. That's, you know, that, or that, I mean, you think about they get one business class and they probably didn't even talk about branding on that. Right. So, you know, those are the things that, you know, let's lean into someone that, that lives and breathes it all day long and can do these things in a short period of time. And the other thing I'm thinking, you know, sooner than later, great, but there's never a bad time to start. You know, there's never, a, you know, the, today's a day, tomorrow's a day or whatever you make your decision. Okay. So I'm going to start doing it differently. Exactly. You can update your LinkedIn profile. You can um, you can put together a resume so that or put together a quick little um, just like a little bi biography, a little something so that when you walk into an office, worst case scenario, you got a headshot. You have a quick little mini description about you, what you do and a couple of fun facts. And you have a LinkedIn profile so that if people are looking for you, at least they can find you on some kind of an online platform and know where you work. <laughs> and, and yeah, Facebook pages, the sky's the limit. There's so many things. I mean, boy, you know, I, I can't wait to give out your information for all those listening to us today. Um, we're going to put this on dental entrepreneur. I mean, this is, this is really great for our uh, dental entrepreneur um audience as well, because they've got the innovators, they've got people that are del delivering new equipment, new ideas. And how do you launch it? I mean, you, you really, what comes first, <laughs> the, the branding and the marketing or the product, right? I mean, so that all kind of comes together, but if you're going to make a launch, you need to have it branded properly. And there's something right. about somebody reading a bio and um, knowing that, and, and it's going to click with you. Right. I mean, we, I, 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 the boring bio is, and those, those were always my bios. Boring. Oh, I went to, it's so common. Yeah, it's everywhere. I, da, 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 da. And it's like, Oh, snore. Let me go to sleep on this because I don't really care all that, like every organization that you belong to what's right. happening now in your life. And someone like you, I've, I've seen you take over, um, wording and verbiage. I, I mean, you are a little bossy. I'm not going to say, but that's a do for you. I said, and I, and bossy in the nicest sense of the word, because I know I'm bossy. So I can, I you know the one bossy lady can talk to another bossy lady because we're leaders and we know what works. Right. But I've seen you take over and all of you may have seen uh, Deneen take over my social media at the Hinman this year. And it was like amazing. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't even know what she was. I believe doing. my she words was, and 
give me your phone. <laughs> exactly. And that that's yeah, it's so polite and so New York of me. <laughs> give me your phone. <laughs> and, and, and you're so sweet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so happy to give you my phone. I'm like, here, take it, please. But there again, that's so funny because that, that does sound like a bossy little, uh, a bossy do doesn't, I shouldn't say that, but it's just so funny because, <laughs> but, but I saw your fingers go on that thing. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. And that's I'm, right. Then That's I had this right. amazing social media day and all the engagement and the insights like soared everybody. So just remember, this is why we use professionals and why we use someone that really knows what they're doing and is passionate about it. What's it your whole goal? What's, what is your goal for somebody when you start with them? What, what's the goal? New patients, of course. My goal, <laughs> my goal for, for anybody that I'm working with is to be an industry leader is to really define define and help them develop not only who they are as a people, but who they are individually as a brand. And mm -hmm. I think that gets lost a lot on clinical professionals. And it's, this is not any insult to them at all whatsoever, because there are a lot of responsibilities than being fun and funny when you have a patient in your chair, right? You have to keep the lights on. There's continuing education that must be minded. There's technology. Um, you have to be a solid clinical professional. Your skills have to be there. So when it comes to things like branding, it could get lost because of the responsibilities that it takes to be a successful business person who is a clinical professional, right? But People don't come to you because you're a dentist. People come to you because they like you, because they bought into your brand, because they bought into who you are, how you represent yourself, and how not only you as a clinical professional makes them feel and has to offer them, but the rest of your team is also a reflection of that as well. And so a lot of the times, you know, you have these clinical professionals that say that get lost in the science and the statistics and the data. And it's like, no, but you're a human. And the person's coming back to you because they like you. They have a relationship with you. And their goal is not to just find the best deal when it comes to their teeth. Are you kidding me? Their smiles, yeah. their comfort. They're buying into the dentist. The trust, the trust also, right? The yes, trusting. The absolute. Not only, yes, the trust of you and your team. And so walking, walking them through the process where it's like, no, 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 you're not just an owner, you're not just a dentist those are capes that we put on, right? Those are, those are identities mm. that, that we, that we wear, but no, no, no. You're a person that I enjoy, that I trust, that I know is going to, you know, what is it? What is the saying? Under promise and over deliver. Mm, yeah. Um, and that's why they keep on coming back. So that relationship and those personal and emotional connections are really what what I drive home so that yes they can establish themselves as an industry leader um and as an authority in whatever market that they're serving regardless well, of their specialty that sounds so much bigger than just you know getting patients in though doesn't it I mean I I dare say that I would say dentists want to be an industry leader in their own town a profit in your own town and also in the industry I mean who you know, it, it's, it's, it's so important. And yet that's a missing piece a lot of times in their mind because they get so focused on, you know, what they're doing day to day in that little teeny space. Right. But it's so much bigger than that. And it gives them so much more happiness and fulfillment in their, in their careers, especially because you've said this a lot, you're a person 
but you have to be authentic. And so you have to first, you know, I, I know you, you get down to the deep soul of that person, find their authentic self and then build from there. And everybody's got a little bit of a, uh, a secret sauce. And that's your job, I guess, to pull that out. Yes. To identify what their superpower is and then, and then grow based on their strengths and who they are and do it from with a place with integrity, do it with mm, integrity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Boy, that is, that is, that is, that's just sweet. That's, that's, just, that's awesome. <laughs> Look at me no, preaching no, on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I know. Well, no wonder you're so excited about it. I mean, I, I, you know, I just love it. And I mean, I guess when you start in with them, there are other, they ask you to do all sorts of things besides, besides helping acquire new patients, because you're good at all that. And I guess that that's branding, but what else do they ask you to do when, when they start working with you or what else do you well, like to do with them? Yeah. So every practice is unique. And a lot of the times it really just comes down to what the dentist value. And so a lot of the times the dentist value, they understand that they need a website, but they understand that their website's there, but it's not to their liking. So I don't necessarily build the website, but I point them in the right direction of who can help them with coming up on Google or top search engines faster. Um, other times they say, okay, you know, we're, we're a cohesive office, but we're, we don't look like a cohesive office. Sometimes they, they, as a brand look kind of hodgepodge, they, you know, and so then I can point them in the right direction when it comes to being cohesive as a group and being professional, especially when it comes to things like case acceptance and, and treatment presentation if you don't look like a million bucks and you're asking somebody to invest in you at a higher price point, right? Yes. Just helping them to refine that um, is something that I'm asked. But, you know, I'll, I'll kind of dip into this. One of my favorite things to do is to work on company culture or business culture. Sometimes I go in and dentistry is a bleeding heart profession, right? So, a lot of times people are passionate and there are varying personalities. And so a lot of the times I have to teach them positive reinforcement. I have to teach them how to give others benefit of the doubt, whether it is a patient or a coworker and to really do a lot of handholding and walking them through, okay, how are we going to handle all these influx of new patients with grace, but how do we speak to each other and how do we support this investment that our practice owner has gotten us into? So I really come in and it's a team effort, right? If not everybody's on the same page and has a thorough understanding of not only what we're doing, but why it's important, it can really throttle your marketing efforts. So no kidding. Yeah. What if you get a hundred new patients the first week you do your amazing, amazing marketing thing and you don't know how to handle it. And they, they come once, but they don't stay That's right. for the, the next visit. Right. I mean, so it does have to start at one point and then carry through. And, and the other thing right. that you, you say it so sweetly is because it's, it's not like you're going to redo everything. It's a little tweak, no. little tweak here, right. little tweak there. And everybody has the capacity to, um, we can all have the capacity to find more grace with others right. and with it, with ourselves. Right. So, right. Um, it's the, the two millimeter differences that make all the difference. So whether that's how you present yourself as a team versus how you interact with a colleague of yours is something that I love doing. And then the ultimate goal, as I said, if you're an industry leader, that means that you have a solid team that's supporting you. So 
hiring professionals that can support that, especially on the marketing side of things, is something that I love to do. Like just handpick a professional that can support the efforts because at the end of the day, as an industry leader, you need a mini demean in your office. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? that I'm going to do, <laughs> but you know, just helping them to really embrace and hire not only a marketing professional, if that's something that they need, but, or to really do some training with, with somebody who's going to be taking over these marketing initiatives once I've stepped away and said, okay, now it's time for you to soar. And then we just get exponentially better based on what we have, like our machine that we have in place. Yes. That's, 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 that's very comforting too, because, you know, and then they can call on you when they, they need another little tweak or another two millimeter, two millimeters of, of a shift. Right. I mean, that's, that's that's, right. If you need a mastery class or a mastery session, session, um, a fractional CMO, that's a, that's a term that I've bumped into recently. And it's not because I'm not unfamiliar with the term, but I've never really branded myself as a fractional CMO. By the way, a fractional CMO is a fractional <laughs> chief marketing officer. Yeah. Um, and that what that person does is they literally come in for a fraction of time as like a full-time team member and they do the hard things. They You have one problem that really needs addressing and they need a specialist to come in and address that in a short period of time to maximize their investment. That's something that yeah, the mastery version of my program and my system is something Ooh. that, yeah. So is that the <laughs> top thing you would recommend to a dentist who is struggling to get off the ground and to get the new patients in the door? What is the, what is the top thing? I guess that that's, that's a broader, that's a big dive in, but I mean, I <laughs> like that idea because it does yeah. give them something to like, okay, I, I, you, that's when you're taking your business seriously, right? They have yes. a business. Let's take it seriously. Let's not just right. keep piddling around and like hope somebody's going to walk through the door. Let's be strategic about it and, and use the mind right. like yours. Right. I don't believe in guessing. That is absolutely not. A lot of the times the marketing is a creative thing and mm-hmm. creatives kind of get pegged as people who are not analytical. That is the exact opposite. I, do, I don't go with the vibe or go with the feelings. I go with the hard numbers and I go with an analysis. So to answer your question, if there was something that I would recommend, it would be number one, I've, I've said this before, so I guess this is a two for one. You have to know who you're talking to and speak to them often, speak to them consistently and, and speak to them with a place of authority. You know, if you don't have the confidence, fake it till you make it because that's attractive. That's what's going to bring people to you. You're talking to this one person from a place of confidence and you're doing it regularly and offering them some value as you do it, right? Second thing is once you've defined who you are and what you're going to do, it's to master one thing at a time. You eventually will have a marketing program. You eventually will have a portfolio where your brand is cohesive and you have your online listings, your advertising, your customer relationship management software going. But if you're not mastering one thing at a time, it's so easy for nothing to be succeeding. Mm. So you have all these investments all over the place, but n- we don't know what's going on. We're not really analyzing. We think it's kind of working, but uh, what's good, what's not. No, 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 no. One thing at a time. I found that if I can find what the root of the issue is and say, okay, we're going to attack this area first, that amazingly, other areas start to improve because it's a trickle down effect, right? 
And there's other areas that can benefit residually from you mastering that one area at a time. It doesn't matter if it's social media, it doesn't matter if it's branding, your customer relationship management, the logistics within your office, the systems that you have to make sure that patients not only know how to find you, but keep coming back to you, master one area at a time. Oh, I love that. That's not, that's Mm -hmm. strategic. Um, if you're, if you're hearing this, it's well, no pain, no gain. Cause you got to start. Right. But also <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but one step in front of the other, it's like, it's, it's little like baby steps, but you end up getting to be a run and then it's easy. Then it's fun. And then it just, it just, it, it just is, it's, it's you all the way authenticity all the way inside out and all around. And that's, that's really what you want to live a, to actually to build, um, in your practice so that when you are finished with your practice, you can look back and say, well, wasn't that fabulous? Wasn't that fabulous? And then gift it and, 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 and lead it, lead, um, the next generation to come in and, and carry on what you've built. I, I love that because it kind of like, it flows all the way through and it, it means something. It means more than right. just I going love that to you work. said that too. Yeah. Like, and honestly, high achievers don't, they forget to celebrate. Yeah. And so when you say, hmm, look at that, we did that. That's another thing that's missed in company culture a lot. You've mastered something. You went to the conference. You are now bringing back something to your patients. Celebrate that. Tell people about that. Um, you know, and do, do it not only by yourself, right? Because high tiers, we can be so hard on ourselves. Um, there can be some perfectionist tendencies. There can be just so many things that you want to accomplish all while being a family member, right? Because we have life outside of what we do for a living, but celebrating it's something that I'm working on myself, but if there's, if I did have anything that I'd want to leave, it's just like, you know, yes, we can. Yes, we did. And now we're going to do it again from a place of strength because now we know more than we did the day before, the week before, the year before. Oh, wow. You're beautiful. I love that. I, oh, thank you for joining me today, Janine. I'm going to take that. I'm going to actually, I'm going to celebrate this weekend a little bit. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm I'm not finished with the day yet. And I'm going to find something that I, well, I'm celebrating this because this was really, really fun having you on. I learned a lot today and I know that our listeners are learning a lot from you as well. So Janine, tell us how people can get in touch with you. I would love them to uh, reach out. I mean, again, she's in the do community also like, you know, check her out uh, in our, on our um, Instagram takeover that she did. And then in some of the articles that she's writing for us, um, how can, how can everybody get in touch with you, Denine? Well, the easiest way, because my name phonetically speaking, it can be a little hard, but um, dental marketing underscore consultant is my Instagram handle. My name is Deneen Dismore. My website name is my name, deneendismore.com. And then my email is consulting at deneendismore.com. If you have, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure Anne's going to have my name and my spelling and everything, but I want to give you some options. Yeah. We'll have the link in the bio. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's good to hear it out loud. And, um, I'm so proud of you. You're really, you've really zeroed in on, on, um, on being your authentic self and knowing what you want. And now you're going after it. So, um, you know, kudos to you and Danine, like everybody else that's listening here, keep doing you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. And for having me. Thank you for listening to the just do it podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. 
To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.